Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, which I am calling The Tenderhearted Guide to Making Big, Big Change. If you've ever had to make big change, you know that sometimes it comes upon you really slowly, like one song fading in while another one fades out, and sometimes it comes collapsing down on you, like some sort of ancient tower crumbling in a windstorm. Whether it's a slow unfolding or a sudden event, big change means that there are big emotions at play, and big emotions often mean turmoil of some kind. And this is the tender-hearted guide to making big, big change. How do you deal with the turmoil of watching what you've loved or built or created or worked on or adored crumble, or even just change slowly and imperceptibly until one day you wake up and it no longer looks like what you started? How do you sort through the pieces for the good and interesting and worthwhile bits without scrapping absolutely everything, which is totally my inclination to just burn it all, start from zero, and I do mean like literally zero. How do you stop yourself from saying all of it was a waste and then taking up your vice of choice, whether that's you know as simple as Twinkies or a bottle of champagne or as complicated as some sort of drugs or alcohol or self-abuse or whatever it is, we all in general, have a vice of some kind, and how do you keep yourself from reaching into that despairy place? Yes, despairy is a word I just made up. It's despair with a Y at the end. First, and please know that this is a note to myself as much as to you, we grieve. This is the hardest and the most essential element of the death of any project, life choice, or season, the grieving. You will naturally want to run into the next thing. You'll naturally want to blink back the tears and push down the pain and ignore what feels like little tiny elves bashing at your eyeballs from the inside out, demanding that you cry in all the everyday places you normally frequent, like the pharmacy, the diner, the bank, the sidewalk, the car, the bathroom, the bed. The thing is, when a season ends, it's okay to cry. That sounds so obvious and trite and even a little bit condescending until it's actually happening to you, until you're actually looking back at the landscape of your life's choices and mourning all those pieces that no longer fit. Grieving hurts. By definition, there's no avoiding it. The good news is, the less you fight it, the faster it passes. When you let yourself fall apart over breakfast and in the car and in your partner's arms and while eating bruschetta at the local Italian restaurant, I am not speaking from experience. I have no idea what gives you that idea. You're making space for the next thing. 
you're acknowledging the charred ruins of what you thought could last forever, and you're hunting the tiny, glowing embers that will carry you into the next phase of your existence. That's brutally painful because for every glowing ember, you'll find something you didn't think you could handle losing. In non-metaphorical, real life for Kristen terms, you can spend seven years building a business one way, only to step away and stand still as you watch the whole thing crumple. You built an entire skyscraper from your heart, and what remains is so small, it clanks around in a carry-on-sized piece of luggage. That suitcase, full of the most tender and vulnerable bits, will serve you, because it's best to travel lightly. When you've collected those pieces, on a time frame that is probably way longer than you ever thought possible or convenient, it's time to focus on the next step, just the one. You're going to want to make a 23-pronged plan and scale your ambitions or nudges of intuition with graphs and charts and scales and... No, don't. The one step in front of you is generally quite simple. I didn't say easy, just simple. You'll take more breaks. You'll ask for the sale more often. You'll cut back on the products you offer. You'll introduce a new service. You'll enroll in a class. Naturally, though, because your brain is an asshole, it's going to want to scale up and make something like cutting back on products equal creating three new products to celebrate the products that are going away and then add a giveaway and a sale and a hashtag and a social media plan, and it gets complicated. Try to resist the complicating and the scaling, focusing on the one simple thing you're meant to do next. People will step in with all sorts of ever more complicated advice, but it's your job to stick to the one thing, especially the thing that you know to be true. Finally, and most importantly, be kind to yourself. You know how we all teach what we need to learn? Yeah, this is when I'm talking directly to myself, but you can listen. Patience is not only a virtue, but a necessity as you choose kindness over and over again. When you flog yourself for not seeing what is now so obvious, when you shake your head at all the signs that mean you should have done this long ago, When you consider firebombing your old self because she is so, so stupid. When you're crying for the fifth time in three hours about what appears to be nothing, or hiding from the world unshowered for the second day, you know, week in a row, or scrolling through screens instead of doing anything that truly feeds you, or berating yourself for the ways you just aren't enough. Choose kindness. Let your shoulders stop eating your ears and breathe into your heart and practice the difficult art of forgiving yourself. I know, right? It sounds so easy and it's so fucking hard. Forgiving yourself is one of the most powerful arts you can practice in everyday life, and it means you'll survive this latest change, whatever it is and however terrible it seems, with something like grace and aplomb. Seasons end, and what you thought was a sure thing turns out to be not the surest thing anymore, and this doesn't make you wrong. This is part of being human. You grow, you change, you shift, you respond accordingly. May you be brave enough to make the changes as they come, and may you know the relief and joy on the other side of watching your own work fall to the ground. And if you're like, I need big change, but it's scary, but yep, I still need it, I want you to come to steer your ship It would be my honor to do the hard, necessary, and gorgeous work of stepping into the next version of you or letting your work take on its next iteration. 
I'd be happy to help you grow your business or switch businesses or dive deeply into your inner workings to figure out why patterns keep repeating or why you hide from the world more often than not or what keeps you from being as free, as kind, as brave, or as joyful as you'd like to be. Possibly all those things. All without drama and while being held in deep love for both who you are in this moment and the person you'd like to become. So you can join me at steeryourship.com and we start in October. But don't think that means you can wait until October to sign up. If you have any questions, brandcamponline at gmail.com. And wherever you are, whichever phase you're in, if there's something that's ending and you're grieving, I so hear you and I so see you and I so want you to know that you're not alone. You're human and it's okay to go as slowly as you need to go in order to get through this. I will see you next week with big and exciting news and things and all sorts of stuff that's coming next. But for now, for now, it's okay to just be in this and to feel the change coming and feel equal parts delight and dread. It's okay for that to be okay. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.